Hello and welcome to the Muni Oral History Project, where we explore the stories and rich history of the Springfield Municipal Opera over the past 60 years. Stories from the people who have built, experienced, and performed what we'd like to refer to as Muni Magic. Sit back and relax and listen to these tales of Broadway under the stars. Well, I am so excited to have here today my good friends, Don and Linda Schneider. How are you both doing? Doing very well, Hello, Jacob. Good to see you again. Good. Well, great to see you and talk to you about your Muni experiences. So, um, Linda, since you um, got started a little bit earlier with Muni than Don, why don't you tell us about your first Muni experience? My first Muni show was in 1976. It was Bye Bye Birdie. And so and my first experience was the auditioning, which was at uh, the old Holiday Inn East. And actually, I talked, my brother um, auditioned. And he also, he and I were both in, the, in the Bye Bye Birdie. He was in the chorus. And I played Ursula Merkel. And... Uh, <laughs> My big claim to fame in that whole show was I got to jump in Pete Samuel's arms and he dropped me to the stage on purpose. <laughs> so that was fun. So um, what was that show like? Of course, it's special because it's your first, but. Yeah, um, you know, I, I just remember being a lot of angst with that show. I mean, the cast, we were all really young and had just a wonderful party time. But uh, getting the production actually mounted was, uh, you know, just challenging for very many different reasons. And so, <laughs> uh, but I, I live to tell the story. Wish yeah. I had seen that show. <laughs> well, anyway, so what was your first audition like? My first audition, I, you know, I don't really remember it too much because it's been so long ago. I mean, and I was with, but I remember I was with friends, uh, with Judy Burnett. I met her in Godspell earlier that year and, uh, and David Harmison, and they encouraged me to audition. And um, I, I don't remember it being as terrifying as it got to be when I was auditioning at, the, at Lincoln Land. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed to be more of a production. I, and, you know, in your first one, I think you're probably just too, uh, not ignorant, but, you know, you, you just don't know. You don't okay. know how to be scared, I guess. Yeah. So, um, Don, what was your first experience? Uh, that would have had to been the, uh, the auditions for, uh, for South Pacific out at uh, Lincoln Land Community College. That was 1980. Yeah. And uh, I walked into this big room and there were so many, you know, so many icons of Muni that were there. But you didn't know us. Yeah. Nobody knew. I didn't know any of them. Nobody knew me. I knew a couple of people and uh, were just saying the song. And at that time, I had never heard the whole song of uh, There's Nothing Like a Dame. So I, I wound up singing that song and got about one verse into it. And, you know, they I didn't know the song. The piano didn't know, didn't know that I didn't know it. So they, they got me through it anyway. And I still managed to come up with a, 
a decent role. And uh, that's also where I met Linda. So, show. so you were Billis, correct? In that yes. one? Well, that's more than a decent role. That's a major supporting role. <laughs> and Linda, who were Linda? Who were you in that show? I was Janet McGregor. I was one of the nurses. Okay, so of course that show is special because that's where you both met. Yeah, and we met yeah. Becky, who, Becky uh, Watts in that one too. Bug Smith. Yeah. Um, several other probably other people that we met in that show. Who directed Chuck that? McHugh. Yeah, Chuck McHugh. Yeah. And, uh, oh, golly. Yeah. Bess Stevens was in that. Yeah, Bess. Bestus, that's right. Yeah. So, who, who directed it? Betty Ward. Yes. Okay. I, yeah. Betty Ward directed that. Okay. So, um, so I'll let just each of you go. Like, what are some of your most favorite memories or roles that you've done? Mm. Um, you want me to go first? Sure. I mean, well, either, either, I mean, or either one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, of course, in the 1988, Don and I were in South Pacific again, mm -hmm. this time directed by Richard McCoy, and I got to play, you know, my dream role of Nellie Forbush. She was a great Dallas Forbush. <laughs> Opposite Don's, uh, you know, Luther Billis again. And uh, we had a lot of fun and uh, with Honey Bun. <laughs> 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 and, and he still has the coconuts. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you kept a souvenir. Well, I had to go out, I had to go out and buy my own coconuts. So I went to the grocery <laughs> store and got the biggest darn coconut I could find, cut it in half, <laughs> and drilled the holes in it so it could put a straps onto it and I could wear it. And, yeah. and that, that survived several shows after that. But I also got to uh, play uh, uh, opposite Barry Weiss in a production of uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh. Oh. Again, again, directed by Rich McCoy in 98. And I also, man, I've done so many fun roles out at, at Muni, but then, you know, just recently, well, it's now it's not been recent, five years ago, got to do Cabaret. Uh, again, directed by McCoy. I don't know what it was said about that, you know. He's given me a lot of wonderful roles. So, yeah, those are some of my favorite roles. What are some of your most favorite roles, Don? Um, well, Fagan from Oliver comes immediately to mind. And uh, it was, I did, I, it was not the first time I did Oliver. I, I was just a, a, one of the other players. I worked my way up. Next year I was Fagan and I got to do it again. And that was, so all these kids, all, I mean, I was surrounded by these youngsters who had no idea of what the Muni was like or proper, what, noise level for <laughs> backstage. <laughs> and that was, it was a new experience for me. And I ran into that again whenever I did the role, I got to do the role again. And, so you, play, you played Fagan twice then? Yeah. I've been in Oliver three times, 
And the last couple of times, it was as Fagan, which was a blast. Yeah. And then and, uh, the, the last time you did Fagan was your last Muni show, right? Yes, that you did? that's correct. Yeah. Was that the only kid show you ever did as Oliver? Mm, yeah, I believe so. I don't, we had, you know, all different ranges, age ranges uh, for most all the shows we did. Um, we did uh, Pirates of Penzance out there. And uh, that was, a you know, Gilbert and Sullivan songs, patter songs are just a, there to get the memorize, memorization down. And there was one night in there that I lost the line. I don't know what I came up with. To this day, I can't remember it. All I remember is that it rhymed. <laughs> and I felt good about that. But then the, uh, the pirates and uh, the, the rest of the men's chorus followed me right along. They were right there with it. They not, they, I made up the words. But they followed that along. They were great. I mean, it was it was a marvelous chorus. So, those are two of my favorite roles. And was that like the ninety? Um, when we when was it the ninety three Pirates then? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Doug Hahn and Gary Shaw. Yes, that <laughs> they were quite a combination. All by themselves, they were. <laughs> so it was it was fun to work with them. Uh, so, do you have any other like favorite memories or? Mm -hmm. um, well, the last time I did Fagan, uh, the last song, I mean, it was the last last show I did out there, uh, and I lost the line. Couldn't remember. Couldn't think of anything to. Uh, to say so, the last song, the, the last, last verse of the last, and the last performance. Yeah, yeah, the last performance of the last. See the last song, last verse of the last song, last performance. Um, I messed up the, the. I got through the whole show beautifully until that last night, and that's when I lost that line. It just was not there, so I had to do this. <laughs> and Mary. Mary Watt, Mary Myers, or Mary Myers. Yeah, she could see that I was in trouble, and she voiced the words. I picked up the line, you know, as soon as she gave me the words. So that was that was a little embarrassing, but I made it through. <laughs> so um, we often use the phrase "the show must go on," and <laughs> Don, you were talking about flubbed lines already, or messing up the lyrics but does anything come to mind where like sets fell down wardrobe malfunctions um uh yes <laughs> this was the 1988 south pacific uh. it was the wednesday night performance so that was family night and a few things happened that night the first thing that happened was um i was off stage you know getting ready changing clothes for the next scene and I know Jay, um, oh, Jay Kennerly was our, our Emile de Beck. And I knew that Jay was over on the other side getting ready of the in the dressing room. And all of a sudden, I saw him zoom across the backstage. I thought, what in the heck? 
Well, I guess he had forgotten that he had a scene coming up and he had already changed clothes for an, another scene. So he had to hurry and change clothes real fast. In the meantime, the guys that were on side stage waiting for him were ad-libbing as best they could. They were, they were in the commander's office and it was like, hmm, I wonder where that Emile Debeck is. Um, well, you know, he, he had an appointment. <laughs> so the next night, Richard McCoy, who was our director, uh, brought a new map as a prop on that stage that had ad-lib lines written on it. But anyway, <laughs> so that, was, that was the first thing that happened that night. And he didn't make it on stage eventually, so it only seems like it's a lifetime. <laughs> but then later on in that um, production, um, they had recorded um, when Cable and Amelda Beck are in the, on the island and they're watching the planes and all that. Um, they actually had recorded that. So it was on tape and they played it. Well, we had, for some reason, I don't know why, but we had different sound technicians that night or something. But when they went to play that tape, it was like the chipmunks. It was <laughs> which is what the audience did, Jacob. You know, they kind of laughed a little bit. And so, you know, of course, they stopped it immediately. And then they tried it again, and it was like the chipmunks again. Okay. Now, I am off stage getting ready to come on the stage, and the audience is just, you know, like laughing and laughing and laughing. And so I have to go on stage with the audience and it's going to be a pretty serious scene because this is when I find out that Emile Debeck has gone to the whatever to do what he was going to do. So, um, I, so I'm backstage, the audience is laughing and laughing and laughing. And I thought, okay, Linda, you've got, you've got to keep serious here and you got to get the audience back. So I go out on the stage, I start the scene, Jim Cox who played um, Harbison, right, yeah. Yeah, Commander Harbison, had a line that he has to say, because again, this tape is going to play in the middle of the scene again. And he had, and just before Jim <laughs> said the line to me, he kind of whispered under his breath to me, I'm sorry, Linda. And his line was, well, if you wait just a moment, Miss Forbush, you'll be able to hear his voice. And the audience just lost it again, you know. Because we are expecting chipmunks again. But luckily, unbeknownst to me, they had grabbed uh, Jay and uh, the gentleman who played Cable, and they put him back on the stage manager's mic, and they did it live. So we didn't have chipmunks that time, but oh, my God. He had nothing to do with the chipmunks. No. Was, <laughs> but you know what? I kept my composure. I'm very proud of that. So <laughs> It was hard. You had to like, bite the inside of your, you know mouth to keep yourself from laughing but <laughs> i didn't laugh because it was a serious scene so anyway that's that's probably the worst thing that's ever other than that in the other little you know because people have all the stories about swallowing bugs of course oh. i don't i don't have a swallowing bug story what my story about a bug was when we did follies and we had this beautiful staircase that went up to like a, a landing. And I played one of the, you know, aged, you know, folly girls. And so in, this, in, the, in the musical number, Beautiful Girls, we, 
one by one, we would come out on the landing and then we would descend down the staircase with our arms out, you know, and, and as I came down elegantly and I got, no, as soon as I came out on the landing and, you know, our arms are supposed to stay out, a mosquito landed right in the middle of my forehead. <laughs> and I had to walk all the way down the steps <clears throat> and pose and then walk over in line. And the whole time, this mosquito's going, eee, you know. Oh, sucking the blood yes. right out of her. Yes. And so as soon as that, uh, Mary Beth Maloney was on my left. And as soon as that, we could break from that scene, I turned toward her like I was going to talk to her. And I brushed that mosquito off. And I think that there was like blood that ended up on her costume a little bit. <laughs> so that's my bug story. Oh my God! It was Do you horrible. have any bug stories, Don? <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I have no bug stories. I never swallowed one. I never had a real bad bite or or anything at all like that. I lucked out. So, you know, we often use the phrase "muni magic," and um, that means different things to different people, and. Um, that can mean literally special effects like Peter Pan flying out, or it can mean being transported to far off places or being wrapped into some story. What does meaning magic mean to each of you? You know, it's just, I guess it's just getting to entertain people. I mean, in that, you know, we do take people to a, a different place for a few hours in the evening and, um, you know, I think just that we get to do that, and it's so much fun for us. It's just magic. They, the 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 Muni has such a, a marvelous orchestra, and yeah. they always put together just some marvelous musicians. And to to start any show when that overture begins and and mm -hmm. just swells. And you know, you know, you're on the beginning of uh, something very, very cool, something yeah. big. Yeah. The sleigh yeah. ride is about to begin. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's magic to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So, another, and I know this, of course, is special to you because you both met through a Muni show. But we also talk about Muni family and. That, of course, is literally where you have families doing a muni show together. And if they're not on stage, they're backstage, <laughs> hair, makeup, sets, our set crew, um, a number of things. Or if, not, if they're not involved, like with the production itself, they're top of the hill ushering every single night. What does muni family mean to you? Well, I mean, you know, we've we've made our we've made many lifelong friends out there. I mean, in in the, in theater in general through yeah. Springfield community. But you know, like I said, in that very first show of South Pacific, where Don and I met in 1980, we, you know, met Becky, who's been one of my dearest friends. I was in her wedding; she was in our wedding. You know, uh, you just make those kinds of uh, friendships, and uh, you know, yeah. The lifelong friendships, I, I would say, I would agree with her on that. I mean, we've known some people that uh, 
would keep resurfacing in our lives as we did the next season or the next season. Somebody that we had really enjoyed playing off of uh, is in this show now. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of times it's a marvelous reunion yeah. of some good friends. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that kind of segues into the next thing. Who are some of the special people you've worked with? So many. You know, oh, my God. I remember uh, I loved, I adored working with Mick Cass Stevens uh. and Thane Ernie. You know, God rest their souls. Um, oh, my gosh. Just so, it's just hard to name people. There's just so, been so many. I've been so blessed well, to I'm, work with. I would have to count Linda. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and like I said, Rich McCoy has cast me in so many wonderful roles. You we've know? worked with him Oh, yeah, times. Yeah, the McCoys. Either on stage or working for him as, as the director. Uh, seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Uh, Rich McCoy stepped in and did the lead on that. And... He was good. <laughs> I I didn't. I was still getting to know him. This was still early enough in in my lifetime at Muni that uh, I was still getting to know him, and he just blew me away with that. Um. In recently, in my last production in Cabaret, and it was such a thrill for me to be cast opposite Dennis O'Brien. Oh yeah. Because. We dearly were very, very dear friends of his mother, Virginia. Yeah. Don and I, we did a lot of stuff with Virginia over the years. And I remember seeing Virginia play that role in Cabaret with opposite McCast Stevens when, and years and years ago. So it was so special for me to do one, that role, and two, to do it opposite Virginia's son. Yeah. We recently lost Gene Ribley, who everybody affectionately called Uncle Gene. And, you know, Gene just would tell you what he thought, even oh, yeah. if you didn't want to hear it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never and, called him Uncle Gene. Oh, you never did? <laughs> I never did. <laughs> Call him other things, a lot of other things, but never Uncle Gene. So do you have any memorable Gene Ribley stories? Well, I remember when we did when we did City of Angels in the mid '90s. He actually he played the man in the iron lung, <laughs> and I remember I think he even took his toupee off to do it. So. And he never took his toupee off. No, no. But he was the man in the iron lung. He actually was in an iron lung. So. I don't and know. They, they always said he had a um, penchant for playing corpses. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a joke in itself, right there. But I'm <laughs> right up there with Gene. I'd have a place for Virginia O'Brien too. Oh, and yeah, special muni people. Yeah, yeah, and Mick. Mm -hmm. So, um, what advice would each of you give to somebody who was wanting to become involved with muni? Oh my! Well, go for it. Yeah. You know. You know, there so many times I have heard people say, oh, well, I, I can't audition for Muni because it's it's a click and, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, well, for one thing, you never know if you don't if you don't audition. Yeah, if you don't audition, you're definitely not going to get out. Okay? Mm -hmm. 
So, um, but, uh, you know, I... The first time we auditioned, nobody knew us. Nobody knew me when I walked into uh, mm -hmm. to audition for South Pacific. And I would imagine I wasn't there, but nobody knew Linda. And oftentimes, you know, and people will say, well, you know, I auditioned and I did get cast. Well, hey, I've auditioned before and I haven't gotten cast either. Both in fact, us. yes. In fact, one year I was called back for three different leads and I didn't get in a show that year. Which is <laughs> bogus. You know, so, you know, it happens to all of us. So oftentimes what I tell people is that, it, you know, it has nothing to do with your talent that oftentimes it is what a director has maybe in mind. It depends on who also is uh, up for the other roles opposite you, yeah. you know. And oftentimes it has nothing right. at all to do with your talent. It may be a look or something like that, you know, so. She makes a very good point. Just because they're using you doesn't mean you're the best in the West. You happen to fit the uh, overall picture that the director has. And so you work better with these people that he has cast and you fit in better here. If you don't get cast, it's not, it, but just because you didn't fit the, uh, the overall picture that he had drawn up or in his own had. mind, he or she, <laughs> I said correctly. Mm -hmm. So, and, uh, so before we wrap up, I have one more question is, and each of you could answer, what makes Muni special? Hmm. Well, I had one last thing to, to say about oh, uh, sure. Sure, auditions. Uh, is you, you, you go through it. You, you go through each audition. I, I went through that like it would, each one was a performance. Mm -hmm. And you just get out there and do it. And learn your lines, and and if the if you're acceptable, it's a purely individual kind of thing. It's nothing that you're so great and wonderful, or so terrible. It's the uh, the uh, the director's vision that you have to fit into. Yeah. So what makes Muni special? Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I just think, you know, <laughs> you come, you're coming down the hill and it's that, that huge stage. And as Don said, you know, when the, when the uh, overture starts with the, you know, always a phenomenal orchestra mm. <laughs> and the opportunity to get to sing with that phenomenal oh, orchestra, God. you know, and it's, and it's just the special friendships. I mean, a few years ago when I did, Sound of Music, I got to, to uh, kind of work opposite uh, Dale Mason. We had so much fun, mm -hmm. you know, um, God rest his soul. You know, and I think it's yeah. just, as Don said, you know, as you sort of recycle through the, sh as you go through the shows and you get, you're lucky enough to get cast and then, and then, then people that you've worked with, you know, on different shows and stuff. And it's like old home week and <laughs> a reunion and we get to play together. That's it. We get to play together. That's right. Yeah. I mean, everybody is involved in this one, this, this brief two or three hours of make-believe. 
and they're as heavily invested in it as you are. Yeah. And so they, they give just as much of themselves as you do. And it, it's just something that, that happens. That's a little muni magic yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you so much to both of you for taking some time to talk with me. This has been fun. <laughs> You're very, very well. And hopefully it won't be so long before I see each of you again. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Okay. Well, you both have a great rest of your evening. Okay. Good you to talk too. to you, Jacob. Thanks, Bye. Jacob. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Muni Oral History Project. This is an ongoing effort to capture the memories and stories of the Springfield Municipal Opera. If you have pictures, videos, or stories you'd like to contribute to this effort, please email history at themuni.org. Your hosts have been Jacob Potty and Craig McFarland. Production assistance by Vanessa Ferguson and Jeremy Geckner. Special thank you to the Muni Board of Managers and the Muni Board of Trustees for their support in this effort. And thank you to all the Muni family who continue to help us create magic every summer.